miss you. I know. I know. I'll tell you. How's how's everything up there? Well, now the weather is fine, as they say in Britain. Um, it was adventurous yesterday evening. Yeah. I left I left the field around 3 o'clock when the loudspeakers all over the six square miles started blaring heavy weather, batting down the patch. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. they went all out huh. for this squall line that came through not just once but three or four times last night wow yeah i saw they, the first they, one i was i was watching the live streams and uh and i actually saw the first one come through and uh, you don't know what it really looks like you know you're just watching on tv but it looked pretty pretty extreme the wind was whipping and the rain was howl, howling and yeah it was a thing there was a crack of lightning and then there was just this gust front, guys. And I'm watching the trees in the backyard by then, and they're all just leaning over hmm. in in uh, uh, west to east direction. So the wind was out of the west, you know. And and I was extremely impressed and and um, equally horrified because you know my airplane is tied down on a right. ramp. Yeah, but your Um, airplane's way down to the south. Although apparently the storm was pretty bad. No, my airplane was. uh, Yeah, my airplane was in Milwaukee, and Milwaukee got hit. And a very kind FBO uh, services um, woman named Amy at eight fifteen in the morning said, "I will go out on the ramp and I will look at your airplane and I'll call you back and I'll tell you if I think you know there's anything going on." Because I told her I would come down there, yeah. you know, if there's a problem with it. And she came, called me back uh, about 15 minutes later, and she said, your airplane appears to be just fine. The chocks are there. You're still lined up on your on your tie down, and your ropes are holding just fine, and your canopy's on. So, you know. Very good. Now, it's upside down, down but problem. yeah, everything's fine other than that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was good. And then I, I went into the brand new pilot proficiency center in the beautiful uh, youth education center. Hang, 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 hang on a second. Amy. Yeah, go ahead. Jack, are you recording all this? Oh, yeah, we were, we're recording. Okay, okay, and okay. I'm, I'm, I'll clear later on if any of this yeah. is not for publication. No, but, no, no. Uh, I just wanted to make sure we were already rolling because we're, we're doing this and, and I don't want yeah. yeah. to lose this. So go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. So yeah. pilot, pilot so proficiency, I, proficiency, Amy. Yeah. Pilot Proficiency Center is no longer um, over in the big Four Corners area. Uh-huh. They have put it in this beautiful 100,000-square-foot, shiny new addendum to the museum that's hmm. called the Youth Education Center. That's a couple stories, and they have all the Redbirds hardwired in, so they're not having bandwidth as problems um everything was working uh husband barry is one of the instructors there so that was why i happened to be over in that corner of the field that's where the car was parked this morning as you well know (laughs) something something (laughs) early in the morning and late in the afternoon you you really want to be close to where your car is parked at air venture something about youth education center takes me all the way back to the 1930s Oh, oh my. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. 
Those, uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, and, and it's it's yeah. de- detention. It's for after school because you were bad. You were shooting uh, like well, like I couldn't spit. really this tell. This is the, just the I, opposite. Yeah, I couldn't really <laughs> tell the difference back then if it yeah, was right. detention or not. So. Yeah. There Anyways. you go. There you go. Yeah. No, this is actually like a candy store for for youth. Un- unfortunately, during the during Air Venture, the Pilot Proficiency Center really isn't for playing on. Um, right. They are taking reservations only this year. Uh, they have 60 reservations a day. You go through a briefing process before you put with the CFI. This is all loggable. Um, and and there it, there are only I think three or four scenarios, so they really narrowed and honed in on on what people need proficiency wise that they can give them in those simulators, and that that keeps it sane for the instructors who are all volunteers coming in because mm-hmm. they've got to learn not just to operate the simulator, but to do these simulations and they they still are constricted to 45 minutes but also these people are doing 45 minutes of a briefing time too where they're so they're getting a real lesson yeah Um, it's a very very cool program they've been doing it for a few years i mean not counting the break for for a pandemic but uh Mm -hmm. um and and yes it's not a thrill ride um i i know a number of people who for whom Getting their time at the proficiency center is on their list for Oshkosh um, because right. this is this is an, a valuable training opportunity and uh, yeah sounds like a great thing. I didn't realize yeah. has Barry been involved with it for for very long or oh yeah he's been involved for years wow. so he's seen the progress as it and and it's such a nicer facility than mm-hmm. what they had before um, that I think people will appreciate that they have to do the the online work through the app to to sign up and that it is limited at, but that their time is respected because of that yeah you yeah. know always in the past it's been a it's been a time crush and 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 people have you know and the instructors have felt a little rushed and things like that now i think people are really going to get um some quality out of this and the and it's a beautiful space it's air conditioned there's bathrooms there there's water fountains it's comfortable yeah. yes you have to get on the bus and go to the museum to get there yeah, but, but hey. Yeah, yeah. anyways. The, uh, hang on a second. Everybody hop, stop for a second. Take a breath. Uh, the, this is Uncontrolled Airspace, the General Aviation Podcast. This is uh, UCAP Daily uh, Alpha from, from well, sort of, not quite partly. Amy is at uh, AirVenture 2022 in in uh, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Uh, Jeb and I are uh, uh, made some bad life choices, and as a result, <laughs> we are both in our, our uh, respective homes, um, you know, doing, doing things that we felt like like we had to do when we were making all these plans and uh, and now we're talking to our friends who were there and watching it on the live stream and tweet twitter and and having second thoughts hi amy thank you for joining us hi um, you are very very welcome it's been the end it's at the end of a long day what you hear in the background is yes the wind sighing no it's not particularly down any runway and there were some very adventurous landings today i do believe there was one or two mishaps out of them um but there were a lot of go-arounds today guys yeah oh yeah 
I heard. Yeah, I was. I was also listening to uh, at live ETC. I was listening to Osh Tower um, uh, off and on throughout the day. Um, and at one point, you know, and it's just kind of normal. I mean, it's it's very crazy, but it's normal, very crazy for Sunday arrival day at at Air Venture. And at one point, I'm listening to the nine two seven runway controllers. And at one point, they called out. You know, they're always saying so and so is going around, and this is they do a great job of of keeping people informed about the environment. But at one point. They called out the fact that there's a DC-3 doing a go-around from runway 36, all right? And they just wanted the guys on final, <laughs> folks on final to uh, 27, to not be totally spooked by a DC-3 sort of coming in their direction. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, the airplane, I, I happened to tune in one time when the airport was closed for about, was apparently totally closed for maybe 20 minutes, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then they gradually reopen runways once they realize what they had sort of had the situation stabilized. Um, and nothing bad, bad, bad. Uh, what I heard the time I was paying attention, it was a uh, apparently a bird dog did a uh, did a ground loop on uh, three six right the the converted taxiway the um, temp- currently temporarily a runway but usually a taxiway um, at uh, at Air Venture. He may have missed. Yeah, so, he may have misjudged the gust factor. And well, you know, yeah, it, it, it was gusty. It's yeah. it's still gusty. Yeah. yeah, but I shouldn't be telling you about what's going on at, at Air Venture. You should be telling me and us what's going on at Air Venture. It's it's uh, it's Sunday night, so it's it's still only day what uh, many people call day zero. Um, but you said it's been a long day. Have you got a chance to get any impressions about the show yet, Amy? Uh, I got to do some walking around. Absolutely. So. Um, Things that are new this year include food. (laughs) Let's talk about food for a moment. Food trucks. I had a very good taco at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon from El Agave food truck that's parked just just approximately catty corner to the Brown Arch. Oh, Lovely people. Yeah, and be a nice place to I add saw some. people eating a twenty dollar burrito. Yes, that's a lot of money, but I'm telling you, this burrito would have fed all three of us. So <laughs> worth the know. money, probably. When's the last time you've seen Jeb eat? I don't know. He was making a statement like that. Uh, I see Jeb eat all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. So uh, so food trucks. That sounds cool. Um, other things that, that yeah. you know, you told us about the proficiency center moving, which uh, some of that will probably have made it into the podcast. <laughs> I, I talk did. To you about I, the, I, I did. Go ahead. ahead. I was going to say that I'm going to have to talk to you later on for permission to to leave in or take out some of the things we just talked about. So uh, listeners wonder wonder what it is you heard or didn't hear. Um, Amy, other stuff. Other stuff. So I was unable to go into any of the hangars because I did not have a setup staff badge. And for the first time ever, the press badge would not get me through. Really? And the security was absolutely rigid. Um, that being said, I could peek in corners um, and see things. And people, they, they appear to be full. I don't see blank spots. Um, I saw a lot of airplanes being moved into position. Um, I did not get all the way around. I did speak with my my clone 
No, Barry was able to get on the trams and take a, a long ride all the way down to ultralights and back. Um, and and uh, another colleague of mine was able to go all the way up into the Warbirds and back. And there were uh, was some flyby activity, um, military and others, as they were getting into position. So that was actually going on. The field was IFR till almost 11 o'clock in the morning, guys. Really? So it really was a slow start to the morning. Yeah, we had missed this morning. Um, and then it, it was up and then it womp, went down about 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh, really? Uh, and I spoke with Mark Cook, who is the editor-in-chief of Kipling's magazine. He was staged in Madison to come in in a glass star with a bunch of, with a gaggle. Yep. And um, when I caught up with him on the airfield here a couple of hours later, one of the people that had been in a different airplane uh, flying in with him still had really big moon eyes because <laughs> I think that they they were um, close to the ground, not not <laughs> illegally close to the ground. Don't. Don't well, misunderstand that, but no, 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 no. but closer to the ground than this guy had been particularly comfortable with. I maybe think... though he was a he was a sport and he was a good pilot and he yeah. got there and everybody landed safely and the glass stars were all on their line and everybody was happy. Um, but but they came in just as the field got VFR, I believe. Uh huh. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it got crazy multiple times throughout the day. I, I since I'm not there, all I can do is watch online, and uh, I also subscribe to the text notices notifications. I don't I don't know if either of you were signed up from past. Oh years. yeah, well in the radio in the radio station we have all that yeah. stuff scrolling, and so, uh, so they've apparently slowed down and paused arrival. Uh, you know, letting people into the queue a couple times today already. Yeah. Um, and, they did. Uh, yeah. They did. Even Partly the glass stars had to make a couple couple yeah. laps around the lake. He right. Said. Partly because of the disabled aircraft, but apparently also just <laughs> because of volume. Um, it's been crazy. I mean, like apparently people are are joining the the so called Rip and Fisk arrival, not simply all the way back out at the river where they was it. The, they moved it way. <laughs> they did double the length of that thing a couple of years ago, a yeah. bunch of years ago, um, and then now people are apparently joining that queue. To, 20 miles south of that point. If you look at uh, FlightAware, the, the, the Congo mm-hmm. line is just incredible. All right, it starts so, around Des Moines. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. But, I, uh, I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. And on, on Friday on the way up, we were encountering people at fuel stops that were on their way. Yeah. But, yeah. It, yeah. Uh, all I can say is I knew I was going to get there faster. Even yeah. parking my airplane in Milwaukee yeah. and renting yeah. a car and driving. Yeah. The, these guys were in a Cherokee coming from Ohio. So I was like, see you there. <laughs> Oshkosh, you're bust. Me. Um, this, so this is, the, <laughs> this is the second air venture since the pandemic. Um, you mm-hmm. did not make it there last year. Is that correct, Amy? That is correct. So I this was is your, unable so, to get there. So, so what I'm getting at here is that this is your return to air venture after the pandemic. And I'm just curious if you have any initial reactions to how it might feel vis-a-vis that. Well, um, I will, I will be very honest with you. I'm far more comfortable outside than I am in small closed, uh, rooms with air conditioners and I'm comfortable and I'm seeing a lot of, uh, changes 
where spaces are a little bit bigger for people so they mm-hmm. don't have to feel crowded. So I have felt fairly comfortable here. Um, there is still uh, there are still people wearing masks. Sometimes I'm one of them, um, but it's very crowd based. So if there if if you're in a more crowded area, you tend to see people people a few people with masks on. That being said, all the briefings being done by the co-chairs, at least that I've experienced here, have been very cognizant that COVID's not over, that people mm-hmm. are still getting ill this summer, and that they do have at the Medical First Aid Center, you can walk right up and knock on the door and tell them you need a COVID test, and they'll do one. They'll come out, and they'll oh. do one right there hmm. on demand. It's an official COVID testing center, as well in the place where I am volunteering. They have COVID tests, and they, they made a big point of saying, if you're not on top of your game and you're feeling unwell, please don't come in. Uh-huh. Please call us and just tell us, and we'll help you out. Yeah. I think that's 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 a really smart way to do this, as opposed to pretending like it's not happening or overkill. I mean, there's two sides to that, right? I mean, there's no nothing mandated. They're trying to be smart about it, and I really appreciate that this year, um, personally. But also, I think it's going to be better for for the whole air show. It's mm-hmm. not fun to have people go home sick. Yeah. No, no, absolutely, absolutely. Jeb, you're awful quiet. Any, any no, I, I, um, mm-hmm. anything surprised you so far this year? Um, I other would than, have to truck. say, yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. It, it, a girl gets hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to think about your priorities. No. Um, so far, no. I would have to say I'm really excited to see what Vans has brought with the RV-15. I know it's still in prototyping stage, but I'm kind of excited for that. Well, I no, think I, that so, so I'm sorry, Amy. I'm going to interrupt you because that's very exciting to me. So, and you're a Vans. You're an RV person. You guys have fly. I'm an the, RV person, right? Yeah. So, and so, tell me about this Vans, this RV-15. What's notable about the 15? It's a high wing. Yes. They're going into the backcountry business. Oh, that was a setup. I'm sorry. I just had to jump in with that. I'm sorry, Amy. I interrupted you, and you probably have lost your train of thought now. What were you talking about? Um, you're looking forward yeah. to the van stuff, seeing what van's up to. What else are you looking forward to this week? Uh, let's see. I I actually want to go back to the kit box booth, too, because I enjoyed just the thing. Everything was buttoned up today. I, I'm telling you, people really battened down the hatches. So, and anybody who was in the campgrounds was slogging through a lot of mud this morning. They got mm-hmm. a lot of rain yeah. and a lot of wind. Um, so I, I have to be very honest with you, going through the Home Builders Plaza area, um, things were really battened down, but there was some really cool looking, it, it almost looks like Kit Fox and Zenith with their super stole beefed up stuff. Um, they're in direct competition with each other and, and looking more and more like a Highlander, you know, as they're doing it. So I want to go around and kind of see what what that's about. It's almost like I feel like um, they're machoizing all these airplanes. Really? Everybody well, wants to win the, the short takeoff and landing contest in yeah. Alaska with these things. 
Yeah, that's become a big deal these days, hasn't it? Um, yeah. It's interesting you bring up your kit fox, Amy. Do you, you've been a few years now without your kit fox. Do you miss it? Uh, you know when I missed it the most? Yeah. When I saw it at Sun and Sun. Oh, you did? I, I, know, I, I remember you mentioning that you were looking for it, or somebody was mentioning they were looking for it. Tell, what was that like? What, what did you see when you found it? It was, it was well, it, you know, it's being used as, as a children's demo project. Right. And so right now it's in desperate need. Uh, it looks like they're, they are thinking about repainting it because it looks like it's been stripped um, and they have the wings folded back. And and I, I felt a little forlorn. I have to I have to be very honest with uh-huh. you because I know it doesn't fly anymore. Right. Because in fairness, they're not. Tough. Right. In fairness, they're not a not. They're not treating it badly. This is sort of the deal you no, made no, with no. Them, that, that that it should be used right. this way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's exactly right. And and so I can't. I can't. This is. I was pleased to see it right near the media center where their youth education stuff is and that hangar there where the little kids are and stuff like that. So it's tucked in 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 the appropriate place. I know they're taking it to middle schools, literally bringing it and, 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 you know, trying to promote the Central Florida Aviation Academy program to kids who would be going to high school. Because it's a magnet school, as you well know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Maybe people don't know. I'll explain yeah. that. But it's a public school. So they're taking it to public schools, and they're using it to excite kids about aviation. So I know they're doing that. Um, but it, you can't help yourself but have a little tug on the heartstrings when you see something that you were so intimately imbo- involved in the creation of and right. that you flew for 25 years. Yeah, you know, I it bet. just is. I bet. I bet. Um, next spring, we should you, we should all get together and we should go over and have a UCAP daily uh, near your old Kit Fox. And uh, that would be kind of fun. If I it's think. still in that spot. Yeah. I can't guarantee it's going to be in that spot we'll as, a, as a movable demo. We'll track, we'll it, track down. it down. I we'll like that. It, it was we'll at the it. very end of the day walking back to the car yeah. when we saw it. And we were literally just walking along and I went, Barry. Look slightly to your left. Oh, what Come was into his reaction? Focus. Yeah, he was like, "Yep, yep, I see it too." <laughs> that was all. I mean, that's really it. those are the whole. That's all we said to each other. Yeah, we yeah. both had our own personal little thoughts and moved on. Coming back around to uh, Air Venture 2022 now. Um, so this week you are, as you have been for many years now, um, working with the EAA radio station, right? What What are you doing there? Correct. Uh, I, I'm talent. That's really the, <laughs> they treat me very, very well. Yeah, you're, a, uh, you're a star. You're a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a plaque today. Oh, really? Apparently I've been doing this for 10 years. Yeah. Awesome. That was very Congratulations. Nice. Yes, that's great. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Luter brothers still have me beat. So I think Eddie got a 25 year plaque. So that's mm-hmm. uh, but There's 10 years is nothing to sneeze at. That's great. Yeah. It's, it's nothing to sneeze at. And I have a show from 11 to 12. My new co-host is Mike Morgan, I who know. has a velvet voice. Uh, he does have a velvet <laughs> and voice. And you guys love him. We, yeah. we do. He's a and great he's, friend of the podcast and of us personally. Yes. Yeah. And he, he is just a delight. We had a great day today. He came uh, a little disheveled from a long night in the campground. Um, uh-huh. And yeah. we began our day 
doing our pre-record so that mm-hmm. when I leave here on Saturday morning, he's not left twiddling his thumbs with a mic in front of him mm-hmm. for an hour. Um, so we actually knocked out four uh, 12 and a half minute sessions oh, cool. uh, today. Got some Plus, stuff in the recorded can. Nice. Some, yeah, we got stuff in the can. We did some, some intro bumps on two pieces that we had pre-recorded before we got to the show. Um, and I oogled over his equipment, which is so much better than anything I have, because he is also a podcaster. Yes. So he's really got some nice, he's nice also equipment. A, he's also, I should out him here, he's a microphone geek. He loves <laughs> microphones, all right? And he can talk to you about microphones, both modern ones and historic ones. Ask Mike Morgan about microphones sometimes. Um, so where uh, so EAA Radio is uh, can be listened to both on in broadcast, in traditional broadcast, and on the internet, right? Um, I, I, at the risk of putting you on the spot, can you tell us how we could listen? I in- can, I can. Awesome. It Please is do. 12, ten, 12, 10 a.m. and it's ninety six point five FM. Okay. If you're on the south, if you're on the airfield or the south side of Oshkosh down to about Fond du Lac, you can pick up those. They're, they're fairly low-power stations. Yes. Um, but if you go on the app, if you've downloaded the AirVenture app on your phone, uh, we are prominently located, EAA Radio, this year, and you can punch in from there and listen to the live stream or EAARadio.net, where you can both listen to live stream and on-demand radio. Yeah, cool. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Jeb, anything else for Amy? Amy, uh, what do you plan to do when you have some free time? Anything special? I really do want to walk the whole of the flight line. Um, I'm only getting glimpses right now of the south and the north 40. I know there's more out there, and I would love to be able to to march these ancient legs uh, up and down there and and see see what I'm missing. So. Um, that's what I'm hoping to do. And I will have that free time because again, post COVID and, and kind of intra COVID as I'm calling this, they don't want me in the radio station when I'm not actually there to do my job. And I respect that it's a small space. So I will be out of there. That was part of the push today to get all those pre-records done. Right. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you, Amy. Have a good time. Um, I, I brought it on myself, but I am a little jealous uh, the, of all you folks who are there. And uh, I look forward to at least getting some enjoyment of the week through vicariously through you folks. So uh, thanks for taking a few minutes and joining us here. Uh, this is Uncontrolled Airspace. Uh, this is, I believe this is episode 1051 Alpha, uh, the first of the UCAP dailies. For anyone listening who might not be familiar with Uncontrolled Airspace, uh, we normally do uh, twice a month a, a full-length, uh, about 60-minute hangar flying podcast that you can listen to and you'll just hear us do more of the foolishness that we've not foolishness we chat we talk the way pilots talk when they're hanging out in the hangar and that's at uncontrolledairspace.com or through whatever podcast app you like best so anyways thank you amy i really appreciate it you are so welcome i look forward to talking to you again maybe a little later in the week yeah that would be great i would enjoy that i would enjoy that jeb any final words um the only thing I would have to say is that time spent flying is not subtracted from your lifespan, and you get time and a half when you're flying to and from our